2: The Slaughter Podcast will be discussing topics that some listeners may find disturbing. If you're
1: still listening, just check it's on purpose. Hi, I'm Lucy. I'm Emma. And I'm Leek. Who? <laughs>
3: Leek, I'm Lucy's fiancé.
2: Just rubbing it in my face. <laughs> I can just Who's see the, the review. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can just see the reviews (laughs) now, though, of, um... At first, I didn't really think you were very good because you were two women talking. But when I realised there was a man involved, I thought, there might be something to this. I'm really worried that we're suddenly going to shoot up in this. Yeah. Once once men enjoyed it, I knew it was okay. (laughs) Yeah, once a man laughed at their jokes, I thought, they might be all right. So... We can't can't promise he's going to be good. I mean, this probably is going to be an hour and a half of us. picking on Luke we're as, not gonna I'm not sure. gonna let him speak
3: I mean, <laughs> what's d- that if you want what? <laughs> it's just my life isn't it
2: I mean this is generally what, what it's like for it you is. isn't it I'm just,
3: just you know I'm like a third weird in all this really <laughs> you know, yeah, between Lucy and Emma
2: I mean we are in like a three way relationship
3: <laughs> however though I think if I'm really good and then people start to say you should do your own and then my podcast gets more numbers than you guys it's not um, gonna
1: happen never no so it's special this week for yeah. more than one reason not just because Luke's here for the wine but also because we're both doing the same murderers this week
2: yeah we've done a special on Fred and Rose West and I have a designated driver here so I can drink while we're doing it so that's super exciting but we <laughs> thought there's so much to say about Fred and Rose West we're going to do like a, we're just going to both research it and then see what comes out or oh, really Lucy's gonna research it and I'm gonna have a week off <laughs>
1: <clears throat> no I think you've done more than me I have done more I've got loads I've got so much about the intricate details of Rose West Anorak in her sex photos
2: <laughs> I studied them you go straight to the good bits so uh, we're gonna start with childhood
1: yeah Um. so Fred's a really interesting character for many reasons but he fits some of those conventions of a serial killer that I love. I love looking for the patterns and the psychology behind it. And he hits serial killer bingo with the head injury. Yes. Um, age 16, Fred West had a motorbike crash and had a severe head injury. And his family commented that they noticed the change. He was really Bubbly, vivacious, friendly before, and then like the blue eyed boy of the family.
2: And um post crash, yeah, oh God, he uh, fell off a fire escape as well. Oh, as well, yeah. I, I think he was that. trying to molest a girl <laughs> and she pushed him off, or he like got he uh, fell off a fire escape nice. and hit his head. So, two major head incidents, yeah. both resulted in comas, yeah. I think.
1: And then they said once he came around, they started he was lying boasting, bragging, stealing things, all of which he'd never engaged in before. And this was, like, in his very rural upbringing, like, proper West Country cider festivals all year round. But
2: do you think maybe just all kids have head injuries? Because I fell off a swing when I was younger and I was staying in, a like, a holiday park in Cornwall and I, like, I pure, like, fell off backward, smacked my head on the concrete and threw up all over the caravan. Is that why you tried to finger me? <laughs> He did have quite a big head, though,
3: didn't he, to be fair to him? I mean, like, his head, proportionate to his body, was massive.
2: Is this really the first comment you want to start this podcast with? it was it was a good head fred Fred west had a big catch i do it was
1: quite attractive looking
3: bloke to be fair as
2: someone
1: who spent many hours watching an in-depth documentary whilst tindering casually (laughs) i felt at one point i was in some sort of clockwork orange brain rushing where you look at tinder you look at fred you look at tinder you look at fred by the end of it i didn't know who i fancied more i mean those sideburns could tickle
2: my eyes would you have swiped right for fred west Which one's...
1: Yes. Right
2: or I I feel like I just said
1: yes, (laughs) but in reflection, I want to say no. No. He was tall. I just love tall. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing else matters. And he had an accent. I mean, he got a lot of Not the hottest one, but he had an accent. Sorry, Emma,
2: who was your last
3: person you got with? I thought they were quite tall, weren't they? Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. They were exceptionally short.
2: Fred had an IQ of eighty-four. Um wow. so he was not a bright boy. And he dropped out of school early. Um so he just he just could not cope with academia and he was not an academic I think I mean he couldn't read and write
1: he at all. He could barely could he?
2: write. I know he wrote letters on. Oh no, on. that's true. He did write a diary. But he it was very sort of poorly written. Um there were rumours that in his childhood he was one of six children mm-hmm. and he was the favorite there were rumors that he was molested by his mother um and that domineering mother comes up with serial killers quite a lot as well it's like a um have, have you seen a picture of his mother
1: no she is like his dad was really they're proper an odd couple like his dad was really tall and slim very farmer looking and then his mother was the stout round short woman <laughs> permanently wearing a hat permanently
2: wearing a tabard like she looked Brilliant. bulldogish <laughs> um as i i wanted, there was rumors that he molest, she molested him but he uh said that never happened and totally denied it um which you would if your mum looked of like course. that mm. um well he was also there was obviously
1: there was obviously molested in the family like family Christmas was just molest central surely because he was accused of molesting his 13 year old sister yeah um but she did again same she wouldn't testify and it got dismissed but what if you would be scared in the small community like that everybody's gonna know your business there is no way you can have anonymity in the west country in England generally pretty much
2: Fred was told by his dad, his dad had a mantra, do what you want, just don't get caught.
3: Nice. Yeah.
2: I mean, one of the things that I read was about that
1: the sort of duality within the family was one of the things that caused problems in that his dad was very liberal and like, it's fine. But his mum was really strict and she was the disciplinarian. And there was that sort of push and pull between who did he have his loyalties with, who did he follow, post head injury
2: he just followed his dick he just did what he fucking well wanted unfortunately he did get caught so uh not soon enough not soon enough um so he married Rena Costello quite yes. young a scottish sex worker
1: she was running away from home and he picked her up hitchhiking we discussed the love of hitchhiking before. I mean boy did they take advantage of hitchhiking Straddle definitely Road. i mean there's a the whole complex story that she was running away because she was pregnant. So then they decided to say the baby was his and get married. But then, once they were married, they said, We'll have to say the baby's adopted because the timings are wrong. It's like, Well, you didn't need to get married then. She's <laughs> gonna just if you're gonna just put that many layers of bullshit on top of each other, yeah, it's mine, so we'll have to get married actually we don't because we're going to say it's adopted anyway yeah I mean I think part of the reason that was was because the baby was mixed race from her pimp um who was Pakistani so once the baby was born I think it was quite obvious that um Charmaine wasn't Fred's biological daughter
2: yeah so um they had Charmaine And, um, Rina sort of ran away with Fred to Gloucester. Although I did hear reports that the reason that he had to leave was because he'd been shagging a, um, 12-year-old girl that was one of the local gang's, um, little sister. In Gloucester? Um, no, before they moved to
1: Gloucester. Oh. So I know when they went to Glasgow was when he first realised she was a stripper. Apparently he didn't know that before, that she was a sex worker. Yeah. Um but through that life that's where he learned about the sex industry like sort of built the foundations for what would happen later she showed him the nightlife he'd come from a really small village quiet place and then he'd moved to the big city of Glasgow and have either of you been to Glasgow? no me neither i've just heard the rumors um (laughs) but it is a big city and it's totally different from down south and he realized his wife was a stripper he was going to these clubs that he'd never been to before he was hanging out with her pimp hanging out with sex workers and he was seeing that there were ways of making money that didn't require quite as much exertion on his part
2: but by this time he'd already killed someone did you know who he'd um He'd been an ice cream Mum. Oh just... yeah, this was slightly after.
1: Okay. So, um, so so while they were in Glasgow, he met Anne McFall, yeah. who was going to be who would later turn out to be one of his victims. Um another, but the... everyone
2: we've met, pretty, pretty much everyone, everyone he meets.
1: Just take that as a given that if you meet Fred West, yeah. mm, not gonna end well. Concrete bed for you. Um, so he met Anne Four and was sort of enamoured with her she was another sex worker sort of trapped in this life Um, and she would follow him later became an ice cream man which is a totally clean cut legitimate occupation to have (laughs) not I mean I heard recently that round here Mm -hmm. apparently that's where you get your drugs from oh that's so cliche yeah, well, I would. I'm not quite sure what the password is to, you know, have the drugs distributed from the ice cream man. But I just know that it happens. So I
2: don't know whether to try.
1: A I guess. I things.
2: mean, I guess if you hear an ice cream van going down the street in the dead of winter, like I just show up and be like, oh, ice cream.
1: can I have a green ninety nine? Like, what? <laughs> what do you say? Um, but yeah. So his first murder was in the ice cream van not some bizarre sex game that ended up with a body in the freezer but just a tragic running over of a 4-year-old boy.
2: Yeah, I didn't know this till recently, but he he literally just ran over the child. Yeah. in the ice cream van and then I think
1: it was pure accident. Yeah. Um, Although I think there was a question
3: mark over that, you know? I'm sure there was. I'm sure I read somewhere where there was a bit of a question mark over well, that. There would
1: be, wouldn't there? But well, what would be his motive? Because I think kill he actually ran over, boy? completely
3: ran over him, and he like squashed his head or something. It was so horrific. And I don't think his family really actually thought that did happen. But
2: then it was at that time where you, if you, if you couldn't get a babysitter, you just stick your child out on the street and just go about your business. I mean, it's like compulsory just to let your child run wild. Mm. Back when. Back when children weren't precious. I mean, desperate because
1: after this event, um, Fred just broke down, abandoned his wife, took both the child um, and Marie that he'd had with Rena and Charmaine, his stepchild, took both girls back to Gloucester, and because he needed to work and had no one around, he had to hand them to social services. He put them in foster care because he had no one to look after them. I mean, that's extreme. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's where Anne McFall came back, as she followed him down and to look after the kids initially, but became pregnant within months. Um and Fred later was just like she was the love of his life. There was something about her, like she looked after him. She wasn't a hardened sex worker that was just out to use him for convenience. She was the first woman in his life that would make him a cup of tea, would lovingly look after the children, was affectionate to him and he, she was just everything to him.
2: Although I did hear that Rena was quite a good mother and quite a loving mother. I um, know that she was quite a hardcore, badass bitch, but um, I don't think she was a terrible mother to Charvain. Although she did no. she did just l- leave her daughter with him, knowing that he was pretty violent.
1: Mm. Well then things take a really twisted turn. Um... I mean, a lot of this comes from Fred's retelling of the stories. It's difficult to know from this early life exactly what happened. And as we they found from Fred in his later interviews, his stories would change yeah. he, to protect people, to um, get back at people, to try and plead insanity, to try and make himself sane. He would change. But his story says that he went to Anne McFall's caravan and found Rena and her new pimp there dragging a heavy suitcase. Um, He was told by the pimp that Rina, his wife, had stabbed Anne in a fit of rage induced by drugs, but he'd said that, of course, she couldn't have done that. He didn't know how it had happened. I don't know why he's dismissing this jealousy kill, but for some reason he felt Rina couldn't have done it. And his quote was... um, by this time i was literally brain dead no fred that was the
2: bike <laughs> yeah quite a few that years ago that years happened before. um <laughs> do it so, in the accent
1: boy this time i was literally brain dead brilliant no fred no i mean a realization might have taken 10 years um <laughs> and they bury they so together i mean he's Fred's way of speaking was so deadpan. Every time you listen to his interviews and him retelling the story, it's so matter of fact. It's almost funny. Like, I <laughs> laughed out loud watching it because the way he tells it, you just think, no, this can't. He was like, well, I was brain dead. And then we dragged a suitcase and thought, what are we going to do with it now? And I was like, <laughs> as if it's totally matter of fact. um And he insisted that he buried her. In his favorite place, a field under a tree, and off they went. And Rena was back in his life. Um, Do you know much about how Rena came to her end?
2: Well, I know that Rena stayed with Fred for another year. Yes, and then it was like quite the fickle character. (laughs) You just
1: like. I mean, maybe that's why he convinced himself that Rena couldn't have killed Anne because how else could he have then just taken up with her Hmm. again? Yeah, but then she... I mean, that's forgiving. Like, I felt... Like, I don't know why I would forgive. Like, if you're a bit late to meet up with me...
2: <laughs> you're not going to have a, too
1: much. You're not going to have a fun time. Let's just say that. Like, if you've pissed me off, I'll still see you. But I'm going to make it totally horrible for all of us.
2: I'm uh, not saying anything because I don't want to be <laughs> casual. <laughs> um, well, I just loved it.
1: I say loved, but... Um, I, I'm interested in reading between the lines. The story goes that they'd been out, um, Fred and Rina, they'd had a night of dancing they'd gone to his special field
2: God, that man loves a field. He loves
1: a the field they'd had sex in the field and um, afterwards had a massive argument that got to the point where he'd smashed her head against a gate until she was dead
2: Because that's a reasonable I response mean, so this was an argument kind of, of him telling the truth.
1: Apparently, this yeah. is, again. This is all Fred's retelling of the story. But so was he
3: what, planning to have sex with her then? To take to the field? Or did to have they sex. Were, they
1: were together at that point. They'd been out night out, dancing, drunk, sex in a field on the way home. How bad? Like what event occurred during that sexual interaction that led to an argument straight after? I mean, I'm looking oh, to you two amazing. now to give me insight into this. What post-sex arguments? What What does Lucy do that if you had a gate nearby, would you smack, smack my head against it?
3: Well, perhaps if it's like in the really annoying. You habit.
1: neglected the balls. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, I mean, it just it's just mad to think about, it, isn't it? I mean, unless it's like something that's just gradually sort of grinded on him, and then suddenly he just lost it. But I don't know, why would you go to the field, oh, let's have sex, and suddenly it turns out it's just...
1: I don't know, outdoor sex is a bit hit and miss, though, isn't it? Outdoor <laughs> sex is hit and miss. You, you think it's going to be exciting, and then you get really het up, because you're like, somebody's coming, somebody's coming, somebody's coming, stop! <laughs> and it's not what you wanted it to be. You
3: should avoid the beach. <laughs> Sorry. What,
1: did... We're all learning a lot. Right. We're, We're learning so a lot hard. about Fred. <laughs> We're learning a lot about Luke.
2: <laughs> that, no, outdoor sex is always much better in theory than in practice, I find.
1: I think Rena would agree with you on that one. Yeah. She fucking would.
3: I'm not too sure. But... I mean, she's going to
1: struggle to speak. She's under the tree as well.
2: She got buried in that field. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I, I, yeah I don't know. I don't, I don't
3: think they still, they didn't find it. They didn't find the body, did they, for that Rena.
1: They did, they dug the field, um, and I think they said it took them 55 days in total. Wow. Like, it was the last day of the investi- of the digging before they found one. I mean, uh, that happened a lot with the investigation, where they would keep going. It took them longer than they expected to find the bodies, and he had resilience like the graves he he was digging were deep like because these people really struggled like it took date when they first um, heard about his daughter as we'll find later the famous patio one again they were ready to let him go at first because nothing was being found in the field 55 days that's nearly two months of digging with yeah. nothing did before by hand, they found though, remains. Yeah,
2: I mean, it. literally the policemen were out there digging.
1: He was like built didn't... like a pack horse, though. Yeah. He was, I mean, I don't, I need to stop making out like I fancy Fred West, but <laughs> you he was hench.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have you done You worse. have done worse. <laughs> so, I mean, I get a bit confused at this bit because um, the, I've got written down that Rena left Fred, but was that just a tale all along, and she never left? Because I know that they told Charmaine, "Oh, your mum's gone off," and well, she wanted to go live with her mum.
1: I'm not sure. From what I gathered, this occasion of them having sex wasn't typical. They weren't together in the traditional sense of being like together all the time. So like it was, it was, it was always away, very but... much convenience. Like she, the girls were with him and with her. They weren't living together. Like right. as a married couple, it was sort of a they'd gone out to a club and then it had sort of developed into this having sex and the argument. It wasn't they weren't loved up.
2: So should we just have a little look at Rose Lett's childhood before yes. we move on with the story? So she was born in nineteen fifty three, um, and she was born to a depressed mother who had electroconvulsive therapy during the pregnancy. Um during pregnancy during pregnancy. So bad. I mean, there was some like there's some stuff online suggesting that that might have affected the pregnancy but I can't really see how I mean that's focused on the brain it's not really you don't go you stick it up the vag or anything like it's a very I don't much know. A, you're
1: being shocked I can't think it helps
2: no but uh, yeah I, I mean I don't know
3: although I mean that was the year wasn't it when they used to just you know if you had the slightest issue they would just shock you or drug you up or...
2: she's being a woman <laughs> Give her a pill. Well, She's a chemical straightjacket, wasn't Gym it? Chip her it's off.
3: The amount of drugs they used to pump into you. You know, they do not get me on to the mental health services.
1: Ridiculous. <laughs> Good one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but her father was a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, and so when she was young, Rose's mother left him, taking Rose with her. Um, she did really badly at school. She was not bright either. She was not known for being academic. No. Um, but she wasn't. She wasn't a genius. But she did carry on seeing her dad, um, and seeing seeing is the operative word mm. because uh, there was a sexual relationship going on between them for her entire life. It seemed. Yeah. That's... I mean, they were full on at it into her. 20s
1: after her marriage to Fred which I think shocked me the most I mean as a child it was definitely abuse mm. and I just think the hold that he had on her that he would still visit her in her married home and abuse her Yeah, is I can't even comprehend it shocking really not shocking. funny
3: but almost sort of set it this is the whole sort of blown of boundaries I and mean, yeah. just really mad
1: well, I mean, it was said that Fred was kind of okay with it. He felt like families should have sex. Like, <laughs> incest is totally fine. And obviously he didn't stop it, wasn't protecting his wife. Um, her mother definitely encouraged her to get with an older man. The age, di- um, the age difference between her and Fred was quite
2: significant. Well, clearly she didn't mean her older man. <laughs> yes. Get with the, the, the nearest older man you can see. Um, so I think some of her daddy issues were definitely projected onto
1: Fred. She was 16 when they first met. Her. Yeah, and he was uh, 28. Saw her at a
2: bus stop. That doesn't happen anymore. So he he found out where she worked and basically stalked her till she yes. dated him. No. Well, see the way you're putting it doesn't sound as nice. I thought
1: that was romantic. No, like he saw her at her bus stop. He found out where she worked. Popped in. It was like, oh hey, you looked. Your anorak was spiffing the other day. <laughs> I loved it. I'm considering taking you and the anorak out for a white wine spritzer. I was I was enamored. I thought that was great. It shows the
3: level of commitment. Oh. It, it shows worked.
1: commitment. It definitely shows commitment. Passion. He wasn't for casual. He was going to marry all of you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I'll marry you. It wouldn't have worked if he was short, would it? Well, that's a different kettle <laughs> of fish. <laughs> she thought he's tall. He's older. And
3: it was a little bit of a stalker, but
1: some people find that quite attractive. Really. I mean, if it wasn't so like sick, it would have been romantic. Stalking is, that, I don't know. just yeah, That's
3: normal when you first get in a relationship. A little of bit, course it know.
1: is. What? Follow, Like, just wear them down until yeah. they love you back.
2: It's that is sort of what you did with me, because I was pretty apathetic at the beginning. And you you did stand outside my house. Did you stand outside my house? I <laughs> <Stand> outside <laughs> no, You, 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 you were bloody late every time for the first seven days. Was the she first expecting date, you? For the first day,
3: Lucy was late. I mean, I no, obviously was later. later. I was later than her, but she was late. That wasn't very nice. But then, I, I mean, Emma, she wouldn't, like, she wouldn't be, she wouldn't send kisses under text messages or anything. It was. Did, her did you
1: stand outside the house? Cause, no, he didn't. No. Oh.
3: But
2: he did, he did, he sent every other, every other sentence was a smiley face on his text and there's nothing creepier than that. Just
1: letting you know he's happy.
3: Yeah, and I did put the hello... Oh, lots and <laughs> lots of love.
1: i put like, that, was... you know, the L-O, what is it L. again? <laughs> the L-O, ah, L, that's the one. <laughs> lots of
2: liking. <laughs> I, I thought he was about 15 because he just said, Holly, how are you doing today? Smiley face. And his photo was about 10 years out of date. I literally was, was of a 15 year was, old. It
3: was about six years out of date. It was but... about
2: six pounds, like six stone out of date. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's save this for therapy. Let's just
3: focus (laughs) on. So,
2: Rose and Fred fell in love. Fell in love. You're like Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Star-crossed lovers. And she had seven of his. Well, not necessarily his children, but she had seven children.
1: Yeah. Three of them were children of her clients. Because guess what? Rose West. That sweatshirt wearing Deirdre Rashid glasses. They were cool then. She was a fucking prostitute. Now, if I'd have known it was that fucking easy to be a prostitute, I would not be teaching. I could have an investment in fishnet tights by now. I could be living the high life. Granted, I would want to get my stairs painted first before I invited men over. <laughs> I don't want to look like I'm on the down and down. <laughs> But if she can do it, anyone can, and that's the message I want to give you today. If you can dream it, <laughs> you can be a prostitute. All
2: you've got to do is find a man who's going to build you a sex dungeon,
1: which Fred
2: did. So
3: he. Well, why did she have three children? I mean, surely did she wear condoms or birth control? Well, it's I mean, it's just ridiculous. The bareback
1: it? league. Just the the only way. All.
3: Well, I suppose you pay yeah, more for that, more don't you? That. I mean, I don't know quite mm-hmm.
1: how they how they quantified that that three were clients and the rest were friends. Didn't look like him, uh, but I mean, they were just hitting on anyone, hitting on clients, hitting on their own kids. It was the family. They called themselves the family of love, Ugh. and like Rose was, I mean, Rose was quite violent. The abuse was constant. Yeah. Her son mentioned how she would tie him to the toilet to beat him but then also sexually abuse him
2: but they all knew what was going on all the time because she had a bedroom that she used for prostitution and it was fitted with recording devices and pupils mm. for fred to watch oh yes have you seen any of her videos no i watched <laughs> i didn't i didn't
1: watch a whole one i saw i saw a, an extract a sex from video. it yes Wow. with rose and it, it was I mean I didn't see any of the actual sex I just saw the afterwards she was like oh that's got me fucked for the night (laughs) and then she said her her date she's like it's massive man is it classified as a dangerous weapon best response ever I wouldn't have thought so (laughs) she's trying to give you a prostitute compliment obviously you tell them they've got a massive dick and he was like look love let's just keep it realistic here bring it down a (laughs) notch
2: and all the while, Fred's at the door looking through the peephole. Wouldn't have thought so. Bashing um, oh. And she had a red light that would be on the door that if it was on, the kids knew not to bother her. That's a professional outfit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Fred had hooked her up. Yeah, he'd made, I mean, like I say, he'd learnt the sex industry he was from handy. his first wife.
1: He'd hung around in brothels, he'd hung around with pimps, he knew how it operated.
2: Good at the DIY. Good at the DIY. I mean, that's what you've got to find. He was a builder so right. he did work as a builder well like he wasn't that's why I'm so really good at
1: digging yeah um but I mean he mentioned about that he would even solicit people from his work he mentioned that he would go to work and know that half
2: the men there had fucked his wife <laughs> like well he said that yeah I mean that's quite a profession like a, something to come out with isn't it
3: Well, did people not like find this strange, like random men coming in and out of the house all the time, and this red light glowing at the door?
1: Um. Well, I think they sort of had their house, they had the upper floors, which they rented out to lodgers regularly, and their house was sort of like the local party house, Like, like again, a lot of serial killer bingo, like Dean Corll had, his house was well known in the area, like the local kids, they knew that was the place to go where they could do drugs, they could have sex, like everything was fine. Like other people, like you attract, you have that house, that sort of DOS house. Yeah. And I think theirs was the local place where so
2: people in particularly and out.
1: vulnerable young people, vulnerable young adults knew that if you wanted to get fucked up and escape, like well, they, that was the door that was open. They invited
2: a shitload of people to move in with them as babysitters. Hundreds. All the time. Hundreds. Want to come be a babysitter? Done. Sure.
1: Um, so I mean it's said that Fred got interested in carrying out these attacks with Rose because of the abuse to the children that he'd seen that she'd been tying up and beating the kids and was like oh
2: interesting
1: I could get in on
2: that so I don't know at which point this was but I know that Heather um, one of the children had a nanny um, Caroline Roberts have you heard of her did you looked to her? I haven't... A... No, I haven't heard of her. Well, she was quite integral in the court case later on. But um, she was... Um, she'd run away from home and she was picked up hitchhiking... Um, by again Fred with the hitchhiking yeah. they, I mean people must have been hitchhiking left right and centre why there. was it not called rape hiking the streets must have been lined with random women getting into cars because they took advantage of this
1: and the and thing, thing with hitchhiking around. is if I see someone by the time I've got close enough to read their sign and look if they're hot enough to get in my car I'm already past them like it's not actually an effective method you have to be really committed and turn around and come back I'm not living that life No, I mean, don't pick up hitchhikers. Well, pick up a hitchhiker if you're not a murderer, but don't hitchhike.
2: But they might be a murderer.
1: I don't know all the stories I've heard. It's not the hitchhikers that are the
2: nasties. Yes, it is. The ones in the cars. You need to do some more research because they're they're. Freaky hitchhikers ah. with guns. Well, there are a few weeks. Ago, a I picked one of the few. Weeks was that ago. a one-star review you just gave me, Lucy? <laughs> Luke's always getting hitchhikers, though. Really?
3: Yeah. Mm. Well, they're, they're, they're the ones with the special, you know, the professional signs. You know, the one where they drive a car to a showroom and they need to get a lift back, or they're <laughs> sort of Eastern European, and I, you know, they need to get to a certain work farm or something like that. I mean, I bet they actually throw- that was slightly xenophobic. <laughs> I am where, sorry. When was the
1: last you have... time you picked up a hitchhiker? About two weeks ago. Really?
3: Yeah. And they wanted to go from Cambridge to Leicester.
1: And
2: Luke's where... the kind of person to be like, "It's all right, I'll go out of my way to take what you." What was somewhere. their reason that they were hit? What was their reason? Um, the I think
3: he was from Romania, and he was working. He, he had a, He wanted to meet a friend, and he was working in the in in Leicester area. To be fair,
2: Luke will see someone walking up a hill who's not hitchhiking. I mean, not he seemed, don't have a doll. I don't have a doll, but can you show
1: me on this wine bottle where they touched you?
2: <laughs> no, I swear they. I've been with Luke in the car, and there'll be someone walking up a hill and it's slightly raining, and Luke will stop and be like, Do you want a lift? Like, they don't even it's have fine. to be hitchhiking. We're definitely going to get murdered at some point. We're just inviting these randoms. I think have this
3: myth, isn't it, that everything's worse than it is and everything. I think just, I wouldn't I mean, pick we should a be hitchhiker. more trusting. Yeah. I mean, he seemed, I mean, he was, you know, yes, there's there's a slight risk that you could get mad. Did he ask whole... you to
2: drop him off halfway back?
3: Because... Well, no, he said, would you drop me off? I said, well, well, where do you want me to drop you off? And I went a bit out of my way and I dropped him off. But
2: he seemed pleasant, you know? <laughs> What did you talk about? Did you, you do most of the talking? Family, knife we sharpening. About knife sharpening. Oh, I bet sharpening. you asked him loads of questions.
3: I did actually. It's quite. It's quite. Good. I mean, obviously, I wasn't a Fred West, but you know, you don't get many young women. Not that I've looked. <laughs> young women wanted <laughs> to hit Unfortunately, hitchhike. you never
1: you get fit, with young women. Just don't get the women these days.
3: Not like Fred day.
1: not like Fred he was pulling them left right and
2: centre laughing them into they bed they were driving around looking for them so they picked up this woman and she um, had been she'd basically run away from home and she said to them in the car oh I don't want to go home my stepdad's there he's an arsehole they were like come be a nanny for us and she was like okay that sounds normal and um she basically went back to their house and stayed with them for a while and um Fred had told her that he had done abortions and he said, oh, they're so grateful all these women that I give abortions to straight after. They're offering sex to me. And she was like, this is weird. No. No. nobody
1: has an abortion and feels sexy no never not not never in a
2: million years an abortion
1: is the anti-sex like that is no laughing matter an abortion is never
2: the easy option and so she said rose had a lot of male visitors as well and it was just kind of accepted in the household and she said that she left because it was creepy and she was like forget it and then she um she was hitchhiking again in exactly the same spot that they picked her up originally and they they came along again. Well did she not
1: learn come... from the first time. Where then? was she trying to get to? <laughs>
2: like she's obviously not doing hitchhiking right
1: if you ended up in the same spot. Like literally the worst thing you can do in hitchhiking is not move.
2: So she she got
3: or, or go to a creepy house and end up in the same spot where you started. And she said step forward, <laughs> two steps
2: back one abortion later <laughs> so yeah I think he basically said to her if you get pregnant it's fine I'll sort it out but then um, so she got in the car with them again because they were so nice and they were like oh just you know, come hang out with us for a bit um, that she just got in again well
3: I, I actually want Fred to kill her at this point oh, I think it's ridiculous she-
2: what? she made two mistakes she made the
3: same mistake again
2: she does not deserve to die Luke I think she does you've gone from being very quiet to very terrible you've gone
1: from being I'm such a nice guy I pick up hitchhikers too people deserve to die
2: right if you didn't enjoy Luke's comment learn write a review saying we love you two five stars don't invite him on again <laughs> don't marry him just don't
3: go a one star review because <laughs> I've had quite a few of them already so,
2: Piss off. Be careful. so then they they took her back to their house and um, they'd never been violent to her before this point but then they hit her and they grabbed her her genitals and they tied her up. Uh, they then were like, "Oh no, it's fine. We just
3: grab her genitals." Uh,
2: Ask Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, grabbed oh, her cervix. <laughs> so then grab let, her by the uterus. So then they, but then they were like, "Oh, we're only joking." Untied her and gave her a cup of tea, and she was like, "But was it one weird. of Rose's drug cups of tea? No, it was a genuine cup of tea." Mm. Then, well, I don't know. I've heard this. The Rose one,
1: someone who survived. Um, their house like, yeah yeah this used is her ha- no but like like, just like a one girl that went All to right. like the gangs like she was a gang girls in care went there and she said that Rose would always give them a cup of tea after they'd done sex acts and she said they were the nastiest cups of tea ever no. and they their, their theory is that she just literally crushed up paracetamol like tons and tons of paracetamol put it in the tea <gasps> to try and because obviously they would be and they
2: drank it they would be
1: really sadistic in their sex acts like it wasn't just having sex there was always
2: beating there was always tying up and she would give them these drug teas to sort of chill them out oh that's grim but yeah so then and then rose tried to kiss her and she was like oh what's this about then they both touched her up again and fred said she, her genitals were abnormal but he would fix them and so then they stopped again and um, untied her again, gave her another cup of tea and then carried on molesting her. And apparently, because this is what they did with a lot of women, it was just this kind of like sexual build-up and they enjoyed the kind of like the messing with people and, oh no, it's fine and you're fine, and then going back into it. Um, so she it's screamed quite out. she
3: polite, you know, saying cup of tea. Is this,
2: is this the beauty queen? <laughs> no, th- no, this is... Uh... Just some weight and stray at that time. And so then she screamed, Rose put a pillow over her head and started smothering her. Then Fred pulled the pillow off and threatened to kill her. And then they said they'd keep her in a cellar and they'd bury her when they were done with her. So they basically told her exactly.
0: Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up.
2: what was going to happen and this is obviously what they planned. And and eventually she sort of pretended to go along with it and say um look I I'm down we'll we'll do this three-way sex thing whatever and then she escaped and went to the police. I mean basically they gave her just the tiniest bit of leeway and she took it. She got out of there. Um they gave Fred and Rose a 100 pound fine um and she didn't want to go through a rape charge um so they got done for indecent assault. Um and after that, they murdered three women within that year. So if they'd actually taken that seriously, that's, those three women would have probably been saved. But, I mean, that's a bit of insight into what actually happened to these women because she got out, but that, that must have been exactly what they were doing to other people.
1: I mean, I was really surprised by that. I, mean, I mentioned the beauty queen, a very... I I assume it's not the same person then. Um, a similar thing where they kidnapped her and then beat her and they said they beat her between the legs and then that again was just a fine and sometimes I'm quite a little bit proud like in Britain we don't have the huge long prison sentences like we give people a chance to rehabilitate but a fine for a kidnap and a rape that's ridiculous I mean it was the 70s I'm talking 1973 at this point when the police would, like, kick the shit out of you and say, okay, we're good now, equals, p equals. Um, well,
3: she did get in the car twice, though, didn't she? This about. is a different one. This was oh, this someone that kidnapped. Um
1: kidnapped. So, yeah, I just think the fine is just insane. It's fine
2: to kidnap and rape. That's the message. Yeah, that is out. the message. Everything's fine
1: if you didn't kill them.
2: So we've already had Anne McFall, West's uh, pregnant wife's friend, um, she was murdered first, then we had 1970, so that was 1967, 1970 Rena Costello, West's wife, she was a bus conductress, um, she had the daughter Charmaid, who we've slash already mentioned, stripper. slash stripper, there's a lot of poles on buses, <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Um, and then we had 1972 to be fair
3: though she had a strong work effort I mean you know for, for, she was business. making shit
2: happen I
1: love the fact conductor. that she was a bus conductress yeah. I bet she was hanging off the back of the bus like I swing round this like a <laughs> falcon in flight I should be a stripper she
3: can leave a phone number for people who are on the bus. you
1: like what you see here yeah. come
2: and see it naked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's no lazy fuckers in the story like no everyone's a grafter everyone's a grafter I'll give them that then uh, 1972 Charmaine West now this was an interesting one she was eight um it's not interesting because she was eight but she was the one that was apparently killed by Rose um because Fred was in prison at this time so she had wanted to live with Rina and there was a lot of talk on the documentaries that I watched that she never cried When she was beaten Like she was She was badass For a child For an eight year old Really defiant She could take the beatings Like she did not give one shit She was really cute Adorable. Well,
3: I thought it was a bit questionable whether Rose West really did do that. It was really hard with the time frame. All
2: right, are you a Rose West sympathiser?
3: I'm not Rose, right, but some just debate whether she was really, you know, whether she knew the murder.
1: I mean, I've, was I've got a whole book saying she's innocent, which is Is that because so? Fred, at the beginning of his interview, said she didn't do anything and then said she did?
2: So, Charmaine um, was killed and buried in La Garden. Um, she was followed the year after by Linda Goff who was a seamstress apparently had some learning difficulties she occasionally babysat for the West and she moved in with them and began a sexual relationship with them both Um, yeah like Rose is like hardcore bisexual (laughs) I mean she was slogging women left
1: and night and And it was thought that she was the main one that coerced the women into the sex acts In in the lodges like Rose was the one who would get them to come she was the one that made them feel comfortable she was the one who'd be like oh why don't we just do some drugs wait why don't we just take our clothes off why don't we just jip each other off like she (laughs) was the one
2: that got that going sexy you're so hot let me peep at you through this hole i mean you're more likely to get into a car if there is a woman there
1: yeah you assume that a couple man and woman together you're safe and that's what it is, she put them at ease. Yeah,
2: so you think, well, there's a woman with them and he can't be a psychopath. It
3: was like the Yorkshire Ripper, wasn't it? You know,
1: oh, and if, if anything, like, if you see the home videos, like Fred would just film any crap. Like, <laughs> he would. There's like all these videos of Rose just like getting dressed, but not getting dressed sexy, just like putting her shoes on, putting her earrings on. And I'm pretty sure she had, if she was wearing a bra... It was like a chocolate teapot. Because <laughs> nothing... Like, they were to the belly button. If I saw a woman with spaniel's ears like that, I would not assume in any way that she was a sex worker.
2: That's... Yeah, well, she wasn't even old then, was she, really? No. Like, 30s. <laughs> fantastic. Um, so with Linda Goff, they, um... They tied her up. I mean, to be fair,
1: it happens to the best of us. If I was going to get comfortable right now, I could probably sweep the floor.
2: To be fair, she'd had freaking seven children. Yeah. That's seven hungry mouths to be That's, yeah. That's going to give you crepe tits, if anything. So she, uh, Linda Goff was um, tied up and they murdered her and dismembered their body, probably for ease of... Um, burying her. Um, Charmaine was also buried in the garden. I think I found out on podcasts and stuff and uh documentaries. Uh, I think it was Rose who killed Charmaine from the timings, but Fred that buried her. I think she'd waited for Fred to come home because that's quite, I mean, she was not a big woman. Digging up the garden, it's not gonna be. I mean, I can't, I didn't help with that pond because I can't freaking dig up.
1: I heard that and I
2: bloody hard, work it wasn't
1: mentioned, but I feel. I feel like that had to have been jealousy driven. Yeah. Like Fred had l lo- like Fred had had these previous relationships and he had, I feel like he cared for Charlemagne and Anne Marie from before. And I definitely think Rose resented that.
2: And I also think, I think it annoyed her that she wouldn't cry. And I think it was like, you're not going to cry now, I'm going to make you cry. And if she never cried, like the end point is. You can oh, only up dead. the ante so far. Right, now you're dead, Anne. So 1973 the same year as Linda Goff so Linda Goff was a random um, Lucy Partington a university student she was born in St Albans um, she was discovered with woven cord under her jaw and around her head and this is the beginning of these kind of masks that they put on people to keep them quiet so they obviously kept them in the basement as they just some sort of dungeon for a while and they kept the women alive which I think is the most horrific part that they would Abuse them over time until they were like well we're done and now now you're gonna get killed and you just can't even imagine it It must, must have been horrific had, on um last podcast on the left
1: they had I was re-listening to an old episode the other day and they were asking each other if you like a lot of these people it's rape and kill like would you rather be raped and then killed or would you rather oh, be killed and then raped um and then they said killed and raped. Mm. Yeah, apart from I mean, Henry anyway. who said he'd rather be raped and then plead for his life and become a servant. I assume we'd all say killed and then raped. Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Unless the police are on the way and then you can buy time.
1: I also think a raping, I'd probably get away. But I, how did I mean, they yeah.
3: meet that other one? Because they went from prostitutes and all that and hitchhikers to... A student, you know, a university student. I mean, they're I in uh, a, it was, a bit, um,
2: aren't they? It was just a I think they drove around at night. I mean, they caught that girl twice in the same spot. They must have been doing a route.
1: But even students are vulnerable. Like, you have a lack of money. Mm. You're desperate. And there are a lot of, like, they would have gangs of girls who were, like, from foster homes who were, like you know it was it was a lot they had groups of girls who were just in situations where they didn't have options yes
2: yeah. well the next girl 1974 Carol Cooper 15 year old school girl and she had lived in a children's home so she um there's mixed reviews on this there was someone said that she was walking home from the cinema but then another source said that she'd been with a boyfriend irrelevant but doesn't matter um she just basically disappeared Um, she was found with her fingers, her toes and her kneecaps cut off she was obviously tortured before being killed and she'd been sort of a rebellious teenager but they they seemed to target this kind of rebellious type who were like, oh I'm going to run away from home and it's somewhere to go
1: I remember in the interviews with Fred, they asked him about the missing bones, the fingers and the toes because he was so open in his interviews with just be confessing to what he'd done and telling at length, he was definitely a raconteur like he would tell the story and then when they questioned him about the missing bones that was one of the things where he was like no comment would not say what had happened didn't know wouldn't say what had happened to those missing bones
2: oh he's such a prick tease isn't
1: its that teasing your prick
2: (laughs) wow i just want to know what happened to the bones like what were they doing with them
1: maybe he's got like he was selling selling necklaces on etsy
2: I, I mean Fred I'm West
1: kidding. Etsy store he's got Black Friday deals <laughs> it
2: is Black Friday He's on the bone <laughs> Um That's so that. 1975 Juanita Mott 19 uh, year old another rebellious Juanita Le- Juanita <laughs> is it Juanita yes Juanita same where as, is she same at, in
1: the same way that Leonard is Leonard <laughs> <laughs> juanita is juanita do you know anyone called Joaquin? no it's jacqueline do you yeah know? precisely
2: you just proved my point juanita
1: no juanita
2: juanita uh she she met a man called timothy davis i don't know why that's important but it seemed to be important all the sources that I found, but uh, she disappeared six weeks after she met him, so I think he must have been the one who reported her missing. Um, she had a fracture to the skull, she'd been tied up, she'd been kept trapped. And then 1975, again, we had Shirley Hubbard, another schoolgirl. She was taken into care at the age of two, uh, she was 15 when she went missing, placed with foster parents, age six, ran away in 1974, taken back to the foster parents, ran away again. I mean, I don't know. What the freaking foster parents were like because she kept running away. I don't know if that was just. I don't know what she was thinking. Um, They're just not your parents. Possibly, or possibly mm. they were arseholes as well. But she was probably picked up from the streets. Um, she was decapitated after she was killed and she was what? found with a plastic tube up her nose. So they'd obviously had some sort of breathing equipment involved and.
1: Some nasty asphyxiation yeah. game.
2: 1977 you've got Therese Therese <laughs> no Therese Therese Siegenthaler yep yeah, that one she was a 21 year old Swiss hitchhiker studying sociology planned to go to Ireland she regularly hitchhiked
1: planned to go to Ireland Wanted that's to to Ireland. such low key dreams she would have
2: loved the Dublin bars
1: like that's what that I find that so sad when you have such low key like You Like, yes, you could have gone to Ireland. That was totally achievable.
2: She would have done it. Um, She was hitchhiking all over the place with no problems, picking up with people like Luke, taking them to their destination, bish-bash-bosh, no murder involved. She goes in with Fred West. gets
1: murdered one time, and that's the end.
2: Uh, Found with knotted cloth around her skull. There's more yep there's three more 1977 allison chambers age 17 rebellious age 15 um and taken into care of 15 so she was just a little shit and the parents went "Why? like forget it not her fault it's weird that these parents seem to be like okay put her in care it's fine um i think i mean you know about care was it easier just to be in care for a while than out of care then
3: well, I mean, it seems like he was making a dent in the local care population, weren't they? Bloody hell. It like every it's like second an extra child.
2: Like, foster home. Oh. <laughs> like, if Adele sent them to Fred West. I mean, the
3: turnover is pretty good, really, isn't it?
2: But she yeah. was seen at Cromwell Street on several occasions. Um, she had bones missing as well. She was tied with a leather belt, and she had a belt around her jaw. Um, 1978 we had Shirley Robinson she was 18 she'd gone to live with um, Fred and Rose she was pregnant with Fred's baby Mm. Uh, baby was believed to be Fred's and Rose had seemed okay with that but I think she'd begun to got very jealous I don't think
1: Rose was okay with that clearly
2: not so she was like "Mm, should we just kill her I mean we've done a load already and then 1987 the last one what was the gap yeah I mean 1978 to 1987 nine years just, just think how many them. murders you
1: should be doing in no. nine years I mean they were really what consistent. were you playing at
3: like, every year there was pretty much a murder I mean their best year well, was nineteen seventy two. I mean you had to dig those fucking was, holes was, it was, it was not their best year but you know I <laughs> the was, best like year
2: for murder <laughs> and then a big gap we're looking at the stats which I do consistently then um, yeah I mean to be fair one a year it's not like they're murdering all the time you get some serial killers that are doing it every week
3: I wonder why there was a gap
2: there. Yeah, it is weird. Nine years. I mean, that's a long time to almost forget about murdering. And and then that was a family member. That was Heather West, 16. Um, that was their eldest child. Um, and sh- uh, Rose basically told the neighbours, oh, well, she's being a lesbian, so I kicked her out. Oh. Um, so that was her. I mean, she's one to talk. And um, they dismembered and killed her, and they tied her up as well.
3: So Heather as a child has been through all that shit
2: she's lost her sister
3: witnessed god knows what and then just when she's 16 she's then just
2: and maybe she was just like I'm done with this and they were like well we're done with you then do you think she knew too much I think so I
1: think if she was you know that done with it she would yeah she knew too much she was a threat at that point
2: but 1987 she was killed the last victim Fred wasn't arrested till 1994 no because he he
1: covered it up so well
2: with a IQ of 84 yeah
1: because he did the best thing he did the double bluff do you think we killed her yeah I did where's where's, where's Heather dad oh we buried her under the patio lol 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 (laughs) that is literally what he did he's like if I just tell everyone I murdered her as a joke they're gonna believe it's a joke was what he thought would work and it fucking did
2: it clearly did. back to
1: like anthony anderson days of episode two where he would just say i did a murder last week and everyone's like shut up anthony you're such a wind up (laughs) there goes fred west to all of his children your sister is missing like how distressing is that and he was like yep we buried her under the patio like he must be the kind of dad that if their kid says they've got a headache he's like don't worry it's just a brain tumour we'll just lobotomize you <laughs> so basically it was this family joke that brought the downfall of fred and rose social services got involved in over concerns with the children and their well-being and while talking to the children they mentioned oh dad says heather's under the patio so of course they had to dig the patio up yeah fred was arrested and
2: and they didn't arrest Rose
1: for ages no. because they're like, a woman can be involved in this kind of crime. Well, Fred also, mate, he was adamant in every interview that he was in for a long, long time. He made it very clear, but Rose had nothing to do with it. Yeah. He would admit to something that happened and then immediately say, but Rose knew nothing about it. I apart mean, apart
2: from when he said that she killed Charlene.
1: I mean, later, he would then just drop her in it completely. But towards the beginning, he was trying to protect her wholeheartedly. I mean, they were... He dug, at this point, like, nine people's graves within his own back garden, cellar and bathroom. And he was just saying... And they were like, "Well, obviously Rose would have heard something." And he was like, "Well, at that point, a noise in the basement meant nothing. I was raking and digging every night. Like, it was, He was trying to make out like, of course, she wouldn't have suspected.
2: I was underpinning the basement. I just love the floor. I love to dig. Um, I wish you would bloody dig the
1: basement. And there was a couple of different theories I about should have
3: employed Fred. Shouldn't
1: we? <laughs> there are a couple of different theories about why Fred started to. Um, incriminate Rose. One is that he would see these visions of his victims, and he would mention. And then when they took him back around the house to try and show where he'd buried people, he would stand in the room and he would wait until the visions of the woman that he'd killed came to him. And where they stood was how he knew where they were buried. And it's one argument is that the vision. Uh, when they started talking about Anne McFall. Back in the field, the girl that he said was his true love, when he started thinking about her and talking about her murder, he realised that she's the one he loved. He didn't love Rose. Yeah. Actually, fuck her.
2: I watched... Um, we watched a drama, didn't we, about um, Fred and Rose West. And in that drama, it suggested that he was always adamant that he hadn't killed her and that he'd really loved her. And well, he was yeah. very loyal to Anne McFall of all the women... Um, and he was owning up to all the rest. But this, this was the one woman that he kind which of Which felt...
1: allegedly Rena killed. Yeah. Um, another theory is that at one of the court hearings, um, Rose had ignored him, had not looked at him. Yeah, she snubbed hmm. him. Which could have been on advice of counsel. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily want to blow them a kiss and make it awkward for the jury. You want to stay in control. But apparently, one argument is that she snubbed him in court, and so at that point, he was like, right, she's the one, she's done it.
2: But then he wrote to her following that, saying that he still loved her.
1: Which you'd hope that he did after what they'd been through. Yeah. Um. So the interviews with Fred were just immense. And their, the archive of interviews is the main source of information on this case. Um, Fred did write a diary, despite his poor writing skills... But he was very free-flowing. He was just talking for England days and days and days of interviews. And it's where we get most of our information. I mean, some of his logic is bizarre. One of the things he mentions about an attack on a woman is that he grabbed her around the neck. And he's like, I wasn't grabbing her around the neck to choke her. I was just grabbing her around the neck to shake her. And like, that logic doesn't go far. That's still not okay. Yeah, I wasn't sticking my dick in her to rape her. I was just doing it to shake her about a bit.
2: Like shaking people. It was convenient. It was already hard.
1: Yeah, shaking people isn't like a reason to do things. No. Really. Um, So it was long going. And as I said, he changed his stories a lot. He was always talking. Yeah. But always changing them. I mean, he was a vulnerable adult. He did have learning difficulties. He'd had this head injury. So he did have an appropriate adult present.
2: You sort of got a bit, like, involved with him.
1: I mean, he said that apparently she looked uncannily, and I have seen photos of them both. She did look uncannily like Anne McFall. That's weird. Um, She used
3: to go to the prison, didn't she? And it's part of the...
1: Yeah, part of the reason he confessed so much is that he felt connection with her because she looked like his love.
2: It's quite a good drama called Appropriate Adult um that you can watch that's yes. like sort of her perspective. But she's she almost is a little bit in love with him. Which I find weird because I've worked with people with learning difficulties and
1: I'd like no. It's sort of like a reverse Stockholm syndrome. I mean like Truman Capote with the in True blood, he started visiting the murderer and got a bit involved. And when you hear someone's story as we know like the love that i have for marianne cotton still burns strong (laughs) like when you start getting close to someone's story you start to sympathize and you see things um but yeah his his stories are mainly what we have to go on unfortunately that is most of what we have because fred actually committed suicide um before he was able to um go to trial fully
2: which i think he sort of did as a gift to rose a little bit i think he thought well if i die I get... then the story dies with me and i'll have to let her off the hook
3: and there was a rumor as well wasn't there that rose sent know, a I... letter to fred as well and there was a code in it to say you can just and all well, the this agreement they had before you go to trial you take your life
2: yeah
1: i mean they while this was going on before rose was incriminated They put Rose and they put the children in a safe house and they bugged the safe house. And a lot of the private conversations that she was having with her daughter, she was furious with Fred. She kept up this story that she had nothing to do with it
2: and that it was all Fred.
1: She was just adamant. uh, She was like, if I saw him now, I'd strangle it. She never once broke and confessed during those book tapes when she was alone and really? didn't know she was spoken to.
2: But there's there's a lot of people who still championed her um, and believed that she was innocent despite the glasses. So I mean
1: one of the, <laughs> On the other, other things as 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 well as um, Fred having an appropriate adult, because he would talk so freely about having visions and would get upset They did give him an adult to make sure that he wasn't being manipulated, but yet they also gave him Valium and Diazepam to calm him down. So I'm not quite sure that all the guidelines were being followed because he was on prescription drugs and still continued to be interviewed. I also read um, Charles Bronson is quite a famous sort of gangster, violent criminal here in the UK, in and out of prison, prison for life now. He claims... In his book, that he was the one that drove Fred to suicide. They were in the same prison while he was awaiting trial, and he said that he would shout himself hoarse through the bars um, at Fred, crying constantly. Fred was until eventually he hanged himself, and he claims that victory. <laughs> he mm. just goes on and on. I mean, child molesters are v- still viewed in prison with particular disgust. Oh yeah, they don't have any place there, and I think. He sees it as vindication for him that that was one of the things he was able to do
2: Um, so then Rose was arrested in the same year but a month later um, and they decided that she was involved and her trial sort of hinged on this idea that Fred was in prison when Charmaine died and they, they were trying to narrow that down and one of the ways they tried to narrow that down is that they had Charmaine's teeth from the garden where they dug up. And uh, they were trying to find a photo of her smiling to see if um, to see if they could date the teeth to say exactly when she died, and then they could say whether Fred was in jail. Can I please play the clip of the guy that looked at
1: their teeth? Okay, so Dr. Whitaker is the guy that was in charge of looking at the photographs, looking at the teeth, and trying I to match Dr. them I love Dr. Whitaker Dr. Whittaker is the cutest pathologist that I've heard in a long time. I love his honesty. It's almost like he just fell into this job. He doesn't know how he got here, but he's doing his best. And this is what he had to say about this process. What I'm doing is is kind of collecting information, you know, taking X rays, doing my best, and then I'm ringing up the
3: police in Gloucester, you know, every night or every week, and saying, you know, I've got as far as this. Uh, I can't go any further. I don't know who she is, but if we could get some photographs, then I might be able to do something. And the police then, their teams start collecting photographs from family, you know, anywhere they can get them. So they started flooding in, and the trouble was that I was getting sort of a bit more depressed with each one, because there's one here, for instance, with two little children in a pushchair, and uh, there's Fred at the back.
1: He's getting depressed. Do you want Dr. Whitaker to be depressed? Oh. No! He's doing his best. Give him some photos and he'll try his damnedest to sort this out. Do not put pressure on Dr. Whitaker. He gives a shit. He cares. He gives all the shit. He's, he'll ring you up maybe once a day, maybe once a week, when he can. If he's not ringing you, he can't,
2: he's got nothing to say. He will ring you when he can. I love Dr. Whitaker. He's adorable. I want him to be in my classroom with me every time I teach. I want him to be my granddad. I do, I do. Um, So, Dr. Whitaker was actually quite integral because he was looking for um, a photo with Charmaine smiling so he could link the teeth with her age. So, eventually, a fax was accidentally sent to him that was intended for the defence
1: No Uh, way. Yeah, they
2: accidentally sent it to him. Fax
1: machines are so tricky as well. Like, to send a fax to the wrong person, you have to press a
2: lot of wrong numbers. I mean, that's got to be accidentally on purpose, surely. Like, oh, I should probably send this to the defence, but they're not going to use it. Sabotage. this guy's definitely looking for this exact thing. Dr. Whitaker's sly. Well, he was, like, jackpot because exactly the photo that he needed was sent to him. Um, with her smiling, and he, then he contacted the photographer who'd written down the date that he'd photographed her. So he remembered the photo, the photo shoot, and written down the photo that he'd he'd um, had, and that meant that it was proved that Fred was definitely in prison when Charmaine died. And it was yeah. it was such like jammy circumstances. I mean, there was breakthrough stuff all
1: the way through this case. But
2: imagine the bottle of wine he opened that night. Like he was very, like <laughs> brilliant
1: done it
2: nailed it done I mean bingo the investigation is
1: almost as interesting as the case because Fred was so roundabout I mean he would lose count of the women he would say he didn't know their names say he did so the identification process was just immense I mean one of the things that they did was they would superimpose photographs of victims they suspected onto the skulls that they'd found to see if it would match I'm like that is the origin of the snapchat filter without superimposing those faces on those schools could i look like a dog today probably not
2: <laughs> but there was i mean there was one woman who her sister had gone missing years years and years before and um Eventually, they they worked out who she was and they dug up her body and she was able to bury her. And she said that she when she saw the skull, she was like, "I know that's her." I mean, that's fucked up, but also sort of beautiful in some way. And they were able to give her a proper funeral and they could bury her properly and they could they they had meaning to it. So. It meant a lot to
3: them. I mean, also at the time, it was such a big scandal. I mean, every day they were finding a new body, and then they looked at the previous address, and there was suspicion there were bodies there. I mean, it was such a national scandal. But the public were loving it.
2: They were like turning up at the house, being like, oh, let's have a look.
3: And I I believe now the house, they've knocked the house down or something. I
2: mean, how disgusting that they made
1: profit out of murder. So one of the things that I found quite interesting to research is what Rose is up to now. She is quite the kingpin on her wing. She's at a prison up in Durham. We totally missed a trick when we were there a couple of weeks ago. She's there and she is one of the like, she's like got all the perks. I mean, she's never getting out. So she might, this is her life now. She's, so she's 60, like
3: Queen Bee there. Basically. She's 62
1: yeah. now. Yeah, this is her life, so she's making the best of it and she has all the perks. So, perks in prison. She can get furniture from Argos. Any furniture you want
2: from Argos. I've got down, she loves a bit of catalogue shopping.
1: Yeah, she can also, because she's allowed Argos, she's also allowed makeup. From
2: Avon,
1: what? what? Exclusively big, big from Avon. No, Avon's a ripoff. And the best of all, my favorite thing that is her perk. She's allowed a PlayStation on which she can watch up to eight DVDs.
2: Fuck off, I haven't even got eight
1: DVDs. We, I'm sure you do. But I feel like the punishment should be that the eight DVDs are chosen for you. Yes. Do you remember mm. that old Adams Family film? I think it's the summer camp one. Yeah. Where they go in that room and they're forced to watch yeah. Disney films. Like, I think something like that. Like, I'm going to choose the eight DVDs for you and you have to watch them on a loop. Because you can watch them all in one day. What would you like, That choose? could be every day repeated. To punish or to enjoy? To punish. Oh, shit, to punish? The internship. That was the biggest bag of shit I've ever seen.
2: Mm. I heart hook a bit.
1: Um, uh, I don't know. I only watch good films. I know. My taste is too high.
2: Probably some shit that would really grow old pretty What film do you think she's 30 watching? 30 going on 30. That I love 30 going on 30. Quick. I know, but how many times could you watch it? I'm 30, flirty and thriving.
1: I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got years. Don't worry. Um but so she has she's known around the prison as the black widow because Mm. it's uh, yeah because she's spiders you think you know the reason someone's called a black widow it's said because she's I mean obviously she's got to be into the ladies now she's very highly sexed this we know from her life it's known that she's the black widow because she's like a spider crawling over your flesh Wow. No, girls. That is not what black widow means. Like, they're just... Rumours flying around this prison. If you call someone a black sheep, they're like, she must be in grass. Also, no! A... Is she a dark horse? She can run bloody fast, that woman. <laughs> this is not what black widow means. I mean, she is known to have a lot of girlfriends and move them on, but she's not killing them. She's yeah. not widowing it's herself. It's poetic
2: for a prison nickname. I mean, come on.
1: Um, I also saw um, an article about the fact that Rose West. It she's I mean she's always had pretty much the same look. At one point it said she ballooned to 15 stone. She's not so huge that you'd be impressed by it. I was disappointed. <laughs> like she couldn't flatten somebody. Um but it was said that she cuts her own hair. Like she started having like a short back and sides now compared to her um, iconic little bob. Um and she cuts her own hair because she's so scared to let anyone near her with scissors is what one article said when I delved into this further there's actually um another notorious criminal on her wing the mother of baby p
2: yeah I've got stuff about this as well apparently she gave her tips
1: um so well what I've heard from most sources is that this I forget her name but the mother of baby p quite a famous case in the uk like caused a lot of new legislation around safeguarding for children
2: horrific child abuse
1: and but this woman is now the hairdresser in this prison and because her crime is such a horrendous case of child abuse to a very young baby the women in the prison across the board are boycotting the hairdressers and hence cutting their own hair which i prefer that story i like that idea do it um,
2: I've got that she um, it costs £50,000 a year to um, keep her in prison and she's actually friends with child rapist Carol Fishburn as well and they've been hanging out in her cell so she's still making a name for herself got a lot in
1: common they clicked and Constantly. she also
2: said that she wants to die in prison because she's loving it
1: well she's not really got much choice you've got to make the best of that yeah. you've not got much choice I think the thing that I found slightly depressing is that the cycle continues. Obviously, all they had a lot of children, three with clients, four with Fred, and a lot of them are alive now, still only our age. Um, and very recently, their, one of their sons, um, Stephen West, at age of 31 was convicted of sex with a 14 year old seven convictions of sex with a 14 year old
2: apple doesn't fall far from the tree
1: i mean the judge was quite um sympathetic Obviously, he understood that his childhood had been horrific. He had been abused sexually, physically for the whole of his childhood and that emotionally he was still an adolescent. So he was drawn to to teenagers because he just couldn't connect with adults. He didn't have that capacity. But he was only given nine months. But he fucking wrote about it. The reason he was able to be convicted, he wrote about it in his diary. Didn't learn from his dad. That's the family trait. If you do bad things, don't write it down. No. Lesson one, I learned that from my live journal.
2: Don't keep a diary about all the murders that you've done.
1: Your mum will find it. She'll know you called her a bitch.
2: People read diaries. There's there's even those shitty little locks on them. People don't respect that.
1: But if you do love, like, diaries that you had as your kid, definitely listen to the Mortified podcast. It's just people reading their diaries, reading things they've written when they were teenagers, when they were children, and it's hilarious. Check it out. Brilliant.
2: Thank you for listening um please write us some nice reviews if you enjoyed this and uh follow us on facebook if you type in s apostrophe laughter you can find us you can join the group there's some interesting discussions going on there we're on uh, twitter at slaughter the pod we're on gmail at slaughter the podcast at gmail.com um so find us follow us reviewers us, all of the things that i said before
1: and remember Listening to slaughter doesn't make you a psycho. Murdering people
2: does!
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to less than similar brands.